Alrighty, ready to do this? I am. You sure? No, actually. <laughs> I have a tendency to think too hard about these things. So as simple or as silly as a question it'll be, I'm I'm gonna it's gonna take me into the deep rest, <laughs> recesses of my imagination to come up with some sort of answer. <laughs> and for everyone to know, you and I are both sick. So I've yeah. got I've got chest issues and you've got sinus issues. So if we sound weird or whatever, whatever. Right? Yep. Okay. So, uh, ooh, I don't even know what episode this is. I should probably look that up. Um, we are on episode... I actually can't. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. I actually can't. I, I can't. <laughs> we were underprepared, apparently. We were, we were underprepared. Gotta go to Kid Clouds. I can't. I gotta. I have to look up. I have to look up my my own website to find out what number of podcasts we're on. We are oh, on nice. nine. Okay. Nine. Hello. Just, I haven't been on. I've been on this one yet. Hello. No. <coughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> okay. Hello, everyone. This is Jamie Buckley, uh, and this is Kid Clans, the podcast, episode nine. And I'm here with my son, Simon. We were debating on whether or not to start his section of the, of the substack doing yeah. Simon Says, but decided really wanted all of you to get to know him a little bit better. So I have an idea. Alrighty. I would like to ask you some questions, and I want them to be odd questions. Kind of like I did with, uh, with Charlie... And with Sam and with Griffin. Well, I'm not as quick-witted as those boys. <laughs> they inspire me with their imagination. Oh, there you go. You know what's funny is that if you go and you listen to those podcasts, every time I ask them whether uh, if they wanted to do something, if there was an adventure, like uh, I think with Sam, it was like going into space. Uh, it's funny because Charlie and Sam, they always picked each other first. But you were always the second choice. <laughs> Uh, we've so, been best friends since they were, since they were old enough to hang out with me. Yeah, babies weren't that fun. Babies aren't aren't that fun. They're they're a little boring. But once they can start walking, they mumble a little bit. They decide <laughs> to try throwing a punch. That's when they're lots of fun. Whoa, whoa, oh uh, yeah. So I was the third choice. That made me happy. Oh nice. Yeah, but I got you beat. That's true. That's all right. You can move faster. <laughs> so I'm going to ask you some questions. These are fictional questions. These are not serious questions. These are fictional, que fictional questions okay. so that people can see the odd sides of you, I think. Okay. Hmm. So you have to turn away. So turn that way. All right. And I will be looking at the screen because I have the questions and I don't want you to pre-think this out. Okay. Are you ready? I am. Are you sure? No. Positive. Nope. <laughs> What's our best? Here we go. If you woke up one morning and found out you'd transformed into a talking parrot, what's the first thing you'd squawk about to your family? First thing I'd squawk about to my family. <laughs> okay, so am I assuming this is permanent? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that that matters because the question is, is, what is the first thing you'd squawk about to your family? Because you're a freaking parrot. So, truth be told, my life as it is and the way that my life is 
I've wanted it to go would be very much so inhibited if I was a parrot. So I'd want to take a new route with my aspirations. I think I'd probably start (laughs) spouting politics because who has ever seen a talking parrot with a political standpoint? That'd be amazing. We'd have to show me to the public. I'd have to get as much publicity as fast as possible. We could make money. We could make money. Yeah. (laughs) And I could be the political parrot. You know what's hilarious is that as a parrot, you would outlive all of us. Oh, really? The large, I think macaws, they live to like be like 120, 150 years old, don't they? You should look that up on the, on, on your phone while we're while we're doing this. Hundred and something. How long? So you would go macaw? politics, huh? I would go politics. Okay. Question number two: If you could swap lives with a famous comedian for a day, who would it be, and what's the funniest thing you do in their shoes? That's a, a that's a good question for a day. So everyone knows I didn't come up with these questions. I I asked the AI. I used the chat. What is it? Chat, chat GPT. GPT. Yeah. I said I'm going to interview a 17 year old. What are some fictional questions I could ask them for a podcast? And that's what I got. So if you could swap lives with a famous comedian for a day, who would it be? And what's the funniest thing you do in their shoes? Huh. Comedians. Who's your favorite comedian? My favorite comedian? Yeah. Who makes you laugh? For me, it was always Robin Williams, and he's no longer around. Well, I was going to say Evan, but I guess he's not a professional, is he? <laughs> you could do that. He, you make, could do that. he makes me laugh more than any he other. He makes me laugh. And, so. and the problem is that as much as he's my favorite comedian, I wouldn't want to t- take um, a day in his shoes because then he wouldn't, he wouldn't be funny anymore. <laughs> oh. I'm not nearly as funny as that guy, but... But what's the funniest thing? Yeah, but he's a prankster. You could have fun. You could be completely outrageous. And people would be like, gosh, you've really toned it down, Evan. What's wrong? (laughs) I could get him in a lot of trouble I could. but What would you do? So let's say it's Evan. uh, Let's say it's Evan. A day in Evan's shoes. What's the funniest thing you do in his shoes? Okay, I'd prank everybody at the office at work. I'd come up with some sort of outrageous prank for each and every person that shares our office. And the reason for that being, I myself also enjoy participating in those pranks. And since working in the same office with Evan, there's been a lot of guilt by association. If I try to do something, try to convince somebody to do something, they just, I'm I'm tied in with all of Evan's pranks. They don't trust me because they don't trust Evan, even though I haven't done anything yet. So, since I would have the opportunity... To use his reputation as a prankster, I would do that to its fullest for one day. Just unleash. And then uh, Simon would be innocent. (laughs) Come back after the day, what? I didn't do anything. Exactly. I I didn't do anything. Imagine you're stuck in a classic sitcom. I I like sitcoms. I I know. A classic classic sitcom, though. I wonder what they mean by classic. The Office, that a classic. That is a classic. Imagine you're stuck in a classic sitcom. Which one would it be? And how would you shake things up to keep it interesting? Could I do anything? (laughs) Anything you want. I'd make so that there was another Dwight. 
seeing I don't watch the show, so I don't know if that's funny or so, not. Be, because Dwight, and if anybody has watched the show, would understand that if there was a second Dwight, the duel that would happen, one of them would die. By the end of the day, probably for sure, one of them would die. <laughs> In the show, of course. This is all fictional, right? So, so that's not a problem. Or what? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Because the competition between the two would be intense and absolutely hilarious. You have to explain to me who Dwight is. Why so is that? So Dwight Schrute is... Oh, wow. How do you explain Dwight? <laughs> Great. He... He takes things so seriously. Is he a literal person? Or? He, is, he's, he is a literal person. He's a very literal person. All <laughs> sorts of memes about his, his, his literal person. Like I saw one. It was actually pretty funny. It's... Uh, in Frozen 2, the cartoon Frozen, right? Uh-huh. Frozen 2. Yeah. Elsa's walking through the halls and she's singing her song. And one of the lines in the song is, everyone I've ever loved are here within this wall, these walls. And then the next panel in the meme is Dwight. And he goes, false, your parents are at the bottom of the ocean. Dark joke. <laughs> <laughs> that's his personality. Oh, he just, outrageously disagreeable comments, that like, he throws them out. And he's, he's, he's so much like that. It's hilarious. He's kind of a redneck. He owns his own beet farm. He's, he's <laughs> An actual beet yeah, farm? Yeah, he's a wannabe cop, fireman, and every other job you would take seriously. Wow. But he's stuck being a salesman in a paper company. <laughs> he's absolutely hilarious. We, we use scenes from the office at, uh, at our work for, uh, for uh, safety meetings. Oh, my goodness. One of the scenes is he tries to, uh, he tries to create a scenario in the office you know how how people would react in a fire so he lights a fire in a garbage bin and then he, <laughs> he um i think nails a bunch of the doors shut and so the smoke starts filling up the office people are freaking out and he's like what's the protocol what do you do and they're all going crazy and he just think and he's taking this whole thing very seriously cuz it's it's important that they know what to do absolutely hilarious scene so you would create a second Dwight. I would create a second Dwight because the rivalry there would be legendary. Hilarious, huh? Yeah. I, I would actually watch the show to see that. Okay. If you had to create a new emoji that perfectly represents your life right now, what, what would it look like? <laughs> what? <laughs> emoji? So just like a smiley face? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your emoji? I I know what went through my mind for my for myself. <laughs> oh yeah, and what is that? <laughs> you know the you know the you know the the face where he's kind of growling, so he's heating up, so it's getting red faced. Yeah. So I would I would o- overlay that with the poop emoji, <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I feel like ah, An angry poop, nice. angry poop. Ah, uh, so what would your emoji be that perfect? Perfectly represents your life right now. I'm. I'm be honest. So my first thought also no, had to do. No, lie to so, me. Well, my first thought also had to do with the poop emoji. <laughs> <laughs> the confused face. Overlay the poop emoji. That, that's there we go. That's that. That sounds like a constipated emoji. <laughs> that's exactly what I am right now. Uh, if your life were a Netflix comedy series. What would the ti- the title and tagline be? Netflix comedy series? Yeah. Huh. I'm starting to think that these questions are way too 
<laughs> they're too serious for you. I almost want to downgrade it to the <laughs> to the list that I did. I said, "What are questions that I could ask a five year old?" <laughs> ah, probably. I I think too hard about these things. It's okay, just, you okay? Think about that uh, one because right, I'm going to go to the five year old one. <laughs> We're going to switch up on it now. I am going to switch up on it. Yeah. Okay. Go on. All right, that's fine. Anyway, Netflix comedy series. Yup. Come on. Let's see. I'm not sure what I would call it, but it would be about the wannabe social but homeschooled kid <laughs> trying to make friends. Already it's going to be Evan's favorite show. <laughs> it's going to be Evan's favorite show. It had to have a lot of the jokes that me and him both are living every day. <coughs> In the redneck Midwest is what it'd be. It'd be... <laughs> It'd be great. So what, what would you what would you call that? I have no idea. I literally have no idea. Isn't that great? I have absolutely no idea. I so mean, it's it, not just stumping me these questions. <sighs> well, I thought that, that would be funny. And nope, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to the list that I read to the five year old. <laughs> let's, let's, let's see how you do. Watch absolutely nothing. Jay, you'll get too hard about these two. <laughs> I'm gonna have to give some sort of deep philosophical answer uh, to, uh, uh, to the questions that you asked Griffin. Okay. First one. <laughs> Are you cheated? You have to look still? Nope, no, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Here we <laughs> Here we go. If you could have any superpower what would it be and why? Any superpower. Yeah. It would be the ability to read thoughts. Why? Because it would be so much easier to talk to girls. Oh. Women in general. If oh. I could read their thoughts, truly understand, and completely remove... Just because you had access to the thoughts doesn't mean that you would understand what they're talking about. Okay, but I'd have more information than what they're giving me. <laughs> It would make things easier. Would, are you denying that? Uh, no, I'm not denying. I'm saying I, I just don't think that would be true. Oh, no. So my. I? I, I think you would be opening the floodgate to, what the crap is this? <laughs> I'd make myself more confused. Yes, you would make yourself more confused. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so if I made the wrong nope, decision. No, nope, you already, you already, no, 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 no. Question number two. If you had a pet dinosaur, what would you name it and what would you two do together? What would I name it? Yeah. Name it Bob. And there you go. No, no. And it would be a... What's it called? Quetzal. We just call them Quetzals. What? It's a, the biggest flying creature there ever was. What? For real? Yep. It's the size of a small plane. Me and this guy would go flying Whoa. and enjoy the coolest adventures. He'd be basically a dragon with a great big beak. Awesome. And we'd um, terrorize the local... Charlie, Charlie I think, named his uh, dinosaur Bob. Oh, did he? I think Bob's so. Bob's just a great name. Really? Like, and that's Sam, not a snap answer. I've thought about that. Bob Sam, is a good name. <laughs> Sam, Sam named his, uh, his dinosaur Charlie. I was like, you'd name oh, it after nice. your brother? And he goes, Charlie's a cool name. I was like, all right. I, I like, like that. I like it. If you could make up a new holiday, what would it be called and how would people celebrate it? If I could make a new holiday, it would yeah. be... 
one here a day. And we would, what? what what's the scoff for? I already made up one at Hero Day. I celebrate it every year. I actually do that. But this is okay. like an official holiday, isn't oh, it? Oh, yeah. If you can make up it, well, it says a new holiday. If you can make, make up it. But I want to hear your version. One at Hero Day. Okay. And everybody would... Oh, there's so many ways you could celebrate that, though. <laughs> Everyone has to read comics. Everybody has to read the comics. <laughs> there we go. You'd set up like debate forums about the different characters and their personalities between the different platforms that you've created one hero on. Uh-huh. Okay. That's what I'd do. You would be interested in doing that? I would be interested in doing that. Hmm. That sounds like fun. I'd sit back and watch everybody then. You know, because it is interesting, the differences between Wendell in the comics and then Wendell in the novels. That's true. Now we're redoing the novels again. Yeah. So. Oh, is he? Gonna, and he's gonna be different again. He is because what we ended up finding out the more we, the more we looked at it, and your mom and I going over this, we realized okay, so we got the com. It started with the comic books, but that was for the younger kids. So I couldn't tell the whole story because it was a it was more of a young adult to adult theme. Mm-hmm. So I had to tone it down. So I did the comic books. Comic books were popular, and then, you know, I had the problem with my hands I couldn't draw the comics anymore then I didn't write the novels and the novels I made too many compromises because I was trying to write too much of what I thought people wanted to hear instead of sticking with the actual original storyline so what we're finding is that it's a combination of the two plus I've just excluded a lot so this time we're rewriting the books, condensing everything. The first difference is we're going to write it from Wendell's point of view, so it's not third person, it's first person. That's going to make a world of difference. You already read the first, the first chapter, chapter, the yeah. test chapter, and so far everyone that has read it, the the alpha testers and all that reading that, all of them were like, uh, I had Marilyn read it, she's like, oh my goodness, that is so much better and she says and that's strange because i loved it in the first place yeah it's, it's far more personal you kind of get into wendell's head a lot more yeah so we just find out that it's in between the comics and the novels but incomplete so it'll it'll take both of those into account and then go from there and that would be interesting yeah that's gonna be fun okay you know, we just took the the question for the five-year-old <laughs> And we and went deeper into it. upon it. There we yeah. go. All right, that works. See, I told you this would end up happening. Okay. Doesn't matter what questions we're asking, we're going to go into it. <laughs> what is the silliest thing you've ever seen a grown-up do? Silliest thing I've ever seen a grown-up do. <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> um, I'm not sure if this is the, the silliest, but it's the first one that came to mind. Okay. So, um, a few years ago, I was walking Muffin down the sidewalk in our neighborhood. Okay. And, uh, Muffin's our dog, by the way. Oh, yeah, muff- Muffin's our dog. Anyway, and I was just minding my own business. It was, it was, it was a really pretty day. I was, I, was feeling, I was feeling pretty good. But, uh, but Muffin was being rebellious, right? And she's tugging on the leash and tugging on the leash. And so okay. what Natalie, who is a dog trainer, she's explained right. to me how, um, how to take care of this. So Muffin's pulling forward pretty far. So I wound it till there's about two and a half feet of slack. And I try to keep my arm by my hip, but Muffin's a tough cookie. Yeah. So she's pulling forward, yeah. and I have to pull her back 
to where I can get my hand at hip level. Um, okay. So she understands where the boundary is. You're going to stay this far or this close to me, right? right. You don't, you don't get to pull ahead. And sometimes I had to pull her back. So I'm, I'm walking down. I'm walking at my own pace. I'm not going to adjust to her pace because she okay. needs to learn to adjust to mine. Okay. I'm pulling her back to my hip. I'm pulling her back to my hip. I'm pulling her back to my hip. Okay. And a car stops right next to me. And this older lady, she looks like like mid-40s, leans out. She's got piercings of this like pink hair. And she looks at me and she's like, yeah, need to stop pulling on that dog. You're going to crush its trecha. I kind of stood there in disbelief. Like it, it was weird enough seeing the lady and the, the fact that she just pulled over, but I had no idea what the heck a tracha was. I was like, what, what did you say? She goes, her tracha. You're pulling too hard. You're going to crush her tracha. I looked around. I was like, oh, wait, do you mean trachea? And she's like, yeah, that. And then she got she, she got all embarrassed, rolled up the window, drove away. And... I kind of stood there and <laughs> laughed about it. I was like, "Well, one, my, my dog's fine. It's like she's. I'm, I'm not hurting her. She, she'll she'll be all right." But it, it took me a second because she called she, Trecha. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I'm starting to think she was homeschooled like me. She read the word but never, never had it read to her, so she spelled it out Trecha, and nobody explained to her that it was trachea. That's with me and so many. Like, I guess I can't make fun of her too much. It was pretty funny, but I'm in the same situation more often than I'd like to admit. So <laughs> the way the words are pronounced is just like Evan on the on the other podcast for Life of Fiction. <laughs> we were laughing because we're talking about the Wheel of Time, and he says, "You know, what was really great is that um, uh, Robert is a Robert Jordan that wrote those books. Anyway, he." Uh, he he had a uh, a guide in the back a uh, uh, what do you call pronunciation it pronunciation Pro- pronunciation guide and he says I just I just wish the people that did the audiobooks had read the pronunciation <laughs> guide I went I went wait wait what and he says he says uh, he says. There's there's one person, and I have no idea. I I've bought the audiobooks and I haven't started them yet. But he says he says there's one that it says it's uh, is like Locky. Uh, you mean Lake? <laughs> <laughs> and I can't remember the name of the lake that he mentioned. It's like like uh, Vasmir, like Locky Vasmir. You mean Lake Vasmir? What? <laughs> No, it's not Locky. It's actually a body of water. You're going to be one of the first bases to cover. Okay, we just want to make sure, since there are a lot of made-up words in here, that you let's, get those right. Let's practice these first. So, so all the dedicated fans don't think we're schmucks. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> that, that, Excuse that, me. That bugged me a good deal. <laughs> Okay, I've got a weird one for you. Because I don't even know if this question applies. Since this is a question for a five-year-old. Oh, no. If your toys... <laughs> if your toys can talk, what do you think they would say to you? Do you have any toys? I do have toys. I have toys. I have, I have, a, toys I have, I have, I have a few toys. My most prized toys would definitely be my airsoft guns. Oh. <laughs> and they would... <laughs> they would say... Feed me. That's exactly what they would do. <laughs> they'd, I, they'd tell me the their warmongering dreams. Their warmongering. 
Oh, okay. Here's here's the favorite question for Sam and for Charlie. Oh, both. Yep. It was their favorite question. If you went on a trip to outer space, who would you take with you and what planet would you visit first? Oh, who would I take with me? <laughs> uh, I feel like who would make this trip the most enjoyable? So is there a number on the people I can no, take with me? No, you no, can no, take whoever you want to take. So I would take you. I would take Evan. Cool. Okay. I'd be paranoid the whole way. <laughs> you, you probably would. That take off. Don't push the button. Is that the airlock? I'd, Don't I'd, I'd probably mess button. with you the whole time. See, I've discovered I'd be, the easiest I'd be, way to cope I'd with fear is to find somebody who's more scared than you are and mess with them. I, I would be inside the ship and I would have the spacesuit on in the ship all the time. I'm almost to change my canisters. We don't have any more canisters, Dad. What? Turn it around. <laughs> Turn the ship around. I want to go home. See, this is why I'd bring you. It'd make it way more interesting <laughs> than if everybody knew what they were doing. Oh, boy. So you, Evan, I'd probably take my close friends, Pierce and Lorenzo, because they're funny. And uh, I'd totally leave them on the planet. <laughs> Hopefully it's a breathable planet. <laughs> a breathable planet. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I'm going to make sure to tell them Hey, you need to listen to this podcast <laughs> Wait, wait, don't, don't, don't do that Don't do that Too late Oh, no, shoot This is life of fiction or, No, is, no, no, this is uh, Kid, Kid Clans. Clans Everybody gets to listen to this one Yes, that's right It's the other one oh, I forgot which podcast we're on Alright, I can explain myself to them Don't forgive me and then, let's see, if I were to take anybody else, who would that be? I think I'd have to return the favor. I'd love to take Charlie and Sam. Good, because they both took you. Yeah. Yeah. We'd have a blast. I, I think... Because all the games we've played together already, doing that with oh, less yeah. gravity, <laughs> I could play so much longer. You know, for the ride, I'd like to take Ruby. Oh, yeah. Pointing all the things out, she would have a billion and one questions. I think along if she wasn't screaming and crying the that's, whole time, that's she, true. <laughs> probably she, accurate. If, if she, if if we had reduced the fear just a bit, I think that she'd be the more enjoyable to one of the more enjoyable people to have. Okay, last question: If you could have a conversation with an animal, which animal would you choose, and what would you ask it? For this one, I kid you not, I high fived Griffin. He had, oh, yeah. I thought his answer was the best. And it was the same as mine. That's why I freaked out. I was like, for real? And he goes, he frowned at me. He goes, yeah. And what was that? Well, you tell me what yours oh, is okay, first. Okay, I'll tell you first. Yeah. I would want to talk to a giant squid. Really? I'd want to ask it. What it is at the bottom of the ocean that we haven't seen yet. Huh. Because it's one of the few animals that has gone places where people don't, couldn't, couldn't follow. They can't survive in captivity. Very few have actually been caught. Actually, no, the colossal squid. The giant squid is more common. It's the colossal squid. It's just the next size up. Biggest huh. squid that we've ever found. And I'd ask it, what's in the depths of the ocean? Something that's always fascinated me and I've always wondered. Because we know more about the surface of the moon than we do about our oceans. Really? Yeah. 
We have huh. more of it charted and mapped out than the than the bottom of the ocean. So I'd ask right. I'd ask a squid, what's what's down there? Yeah, on a, on a curious note, because that triggered something that I'm really curious about. First of all, I think that's actually a really cool answer. Uh, isn't there somewhere in like the Bible that says that like the New Jerusalem when it's rebuilt that like the there will be like twelve gates and they'll be made out of a single yeah, pearl. Out of a single. So okay, so just the thought, and I don't know that I've read that myself. I think I was told that, but I the thought of a single pearl being a gate, even a door. Let's just take a door, like the front of our house, that you would make out of a single pearl. Several hundred pound pearls. How, oh, how big easily. is the clam? I, yeah, how big is the clam, and where the heck is that clam? <laughs> I have no idea, and that's what I would be asking. And where do you find 12 of those, <laughs> you know? Anyway, something to think about. It is, which is why I'd, I'd ask him, because uh, that would be an interesting question to have have answered so i have a question that has nothing to do with any of these that is um in today's world what is it like being a 17 year old (laughs) 17 year old specifically or 17 year old boy because there is a difference Uh, you answer it however way you want (laughs) because i cannot speak for the for the girls (laughs) but uh i know that 17 this age specifically we have a lot of access to the media to the world around us, to the influences in the world around us, without the full freedom of an adult, free-ranging adult yet, but close enough to that point that that's what I would assume would be on most most 17-year-olds' minds, you know, how am I going to set myself up in this world? How am I going to gain a semblance of independence? Um, you really think that they're thinking that? I less now. The more that I, the more that I've um, met people out in the world, I think questions of responsibility are much less common than I've than I found. But I myself have been asking a lot of those questions and thinking about a lot of mm. those things. And uh, I know that if I had not the two feet, um, I'm talking. Uh, if I if I didn't have the foundation that I had to stand on, and uh, and the belief system that I have to back me up, I think it, I would have had a really hard time with what the world was telling me, with uh, the role that I'm supposed to play. Because uh, the there's an attack on men specifically, mm-hmm. especially young boys, and. Uh, and I can I can see it hurting my friends. I can see it hurting um, a lot of my peers. The the influence that the world is having on them is is not a good one, and it's trying to tear them down. So, so when it comes to my influences from the world, I live off of a lot of Jordan Peterson, and uh, <laughs> and a lot of the stuff that he has to say. I live off of a lot of the the. Uh, the lessons taught by great men who are still trying to be great men and not men who are trying to destroy what it means to be a man. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make any sense to me at all. And uh, I've had a lot of odd conversations with strangers, just in, you know, little little um, 
frequent things like when you go shopping at a Walmart, you know, yeah, you're yeah. talking to a greeter you're, or, or, you know, just having an exchange with someone in line or with a, I mean, you, you know our habits. I mean, mm-hmm. me and Evan, you know, anyone that says, you know, have a good day to Evan, Evan will always say what? Have a better day. Yeah, have a better right? day. And uh, we try to be mindful. My habit is to say, hey, if no one else says this to you today, today thank you. I appreciate what you're doing. That usually blows people away, which in one way is good and in a more important way to me is that's sad. You know, that's something that I like to do when I call up, you know, like with bills or something else when I have to, you know, call up an accounts or something on the phone. And I, I would say, you know, before we start this conversation, I just want you to know I'm not upset at anyone there. And I just want to say thank you if no one else does today. I appreciate the things that you do. I know that I'm feeling kind of stressed and I need to resolve something, but I know it's not you. So I just want to make sure I say that before we have a conversation. So I'm a bit stressed right now. If you can help me, I really would appreciate it. And I have always, without exception, had a phenomenal conversation with people. And that's a good thing. You know, and that's, there's, I think that that's, that's actually one of, the, one of the big problems that most teenagers are having, you know, 17-year-olds, especially young men nowadays, is, uh, is they don't feel like people care. They really don't. Well, most there's, of them there's, don't. There's a, a they're talking about it. Them, there's a loneliness epidemic. Yeah. I, I heard of a, a phenomenon that happened in Japan a little bit ago of uh, young men. I think it's like early 20s, I believe. Uh-huh. Um, I'd have to look into it, and okay. this is just from what I remember. Um, basically, a, a bunch of these Japanese men and, and, and boys are realizing that they, they can live for pretty much as long as they want without having any human interaction. They can have all of their needs provided, delivered to them outside their door. And what they're doing is they're locking themselves. They're isolating they're, themselves? They're isolating themselves. They're locking themselves in their houses and their apartments and staying there for months to years on end. Uh, I, I heard that the, the government had, the Japanese government had made videos of girls just looking at the screen in hopes that these boys would get comfortable with the idea of making eye contact with women. <laughs> And so, so I, I have yet to fact check it, but the truth is, is that, and, and the sad thing is that even if that's not true, even if, if I, I've been lied to, huh. um, the fact that that's so believable in modern society already says something. That's true. The fact, uh. that, the fact that if somebody said that about the United States, that there was hundreds of, or thousands of, of, boy, of men or young men that are locking themselves away uh-huh. and are um, unable to have any social interactions, I, I believe it. Because it's, we're on that path, right? And I'm seeing that, I'm seeing that a lot. So I'm very lucky that I grew up with, even being homeschooled, I grew up um, with uh, a loving community. So I've been able to socialize. I've been able to have human interaction. And I've never felt, um, I've never felt like I've lacked that. But um, <laughs> outside of our communities, our community, it's just there's a lot of that. Yeah, I told men who I, don't I, have people. I, I, I've stated that uh, in, in other podcasts and in articles that it's been, just been a blessing because, you know, and you know this, you were old enough when we ended up moving. So we moved from the city and because I work at home that I write and I, you know, I'm an illustrator and most of my, in fact, all of my clients I get over the Internet uh, and around the world. 
Um, I can live anywhere I want as long as I have an internet connection. So we decided, your mom and I just decided, uh, we don't want to live in the city anymore. And we moved to the country. And we moved into a farming community. And it was a night and day experience. Mm -hmm. I still, I still, uh, you missed it. You were still at work. But I pulled out a, a an old video that was still on YouTube. It was a private video, but the one where we went to the where we went back up to the city and oh, went yeah. to the planetarium. And when you guys saw your very first escalator, and I'm yeah. like, "What is wrong with you children?" And your mom leaning over and saying, "Sweetheart, we've been living in the country long enough. They've never seen an escalator." I went, "What? Oh." Have fun. Go ahead and play. And all these people, all these strangers going up and down the escalators and looking at you kids. And they walk by your mom and I and they stop and they go, they are so cute. We're like, they've never seen one before. And they're like, oh, good for them. Let them play. You know, it wasn't like freakish kids. It was like, really? <laughs> Have fun. You know, something yeah. they take, you know, take for granted. And, I, and, I've, and I've noticed that a lot. So in, as I've gotten older and I've started socializing myself, making my own social circles and, and started hanging out with, with other with my peers, uh -huh. um, the amount of things that I've done for the first time in the past, like a uh, couple years, uh -huh. and and, I, and everybody has the same reaction. Like, really, you've never done this before? Do you live yeah. under a rock? And and well, I, think, I do okay, now. So, so in, the, <laughs> in the early in the early days of that, when they started having that, I felt I I kind of felt it a little. I was curious. I was wondering if if the life I had been living up to this point was was one that. Uh, I guess lacking in comparison to everyone else's, but I'll tell you what it is. But it's really good when you can shoot everybody with your. Well, with it's, your... it's absolutely not what I thought it was, because <laughs> I realized that um, all the experiences I feel like I was missing out on were um, were replaced with something far more important, and I can do them now. Sure. And uh, and and what I had as a, as a child, in comparison to what they had, uh -huh. was I had. Opportunities to build stronger relationships with with my family, yeah, and uh, and and my kindred ties. So a lot of these friends, as much as they've gone out and they've done all these things and they've gone to these places that I haven't, and they've, you know, all of that with with their friends. Mm -hmm. Most of them uh, aren't comfortable giving their mom a kiss on the cheek. They uh, don't want don't 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 ever and haven't hardly ever hugged their sisters or told them hmm. that they love them. Things like that, where it's like I've realized that um, whether or not I've spent more time at home or been uh, living under a rock, <laughs> when I came out of the, the out from under the rock as I have in the past few years, I've had a much stronger, um, much stronger two feet to stand on in the world than than lots of people I know. It's funny Asia was bringing that up in another podcast as well, saying that it's such a strange thing seeing youth today who just cannot show emotion towards their siblings and mm -hmm. especially she brought up especially young men um they're embarrassed about showing any affection towards their mom you know if. and you you boys never had a problem with that uh in fact um when you guys go anywhere you always come give me a hug you know, and that's the way that I was with my dad. That's, I'm still that way to this day, and he's in his mid 80s. So, but that's that's the way that I was brought up. Your mom wasn't brought up that way. 
which is hilarious. I still remember the very first Friday that she showed up for a very first date. My mom, your your nana opens the door. Your mom is out on the, here's your mom, an 18-year-old. She's out on the front doorstep. And my mom pulls her in the door and just grabs her and wraps her arms around her and says, welcome, welcome, and is hugging her. And your mom's arms are like totally out to the sides and she's looking yeah. at me over my mom's shoulder like she's hugging me she didn't say anything but it's just like uh, 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 like that and now your mom is the sweetest she's definitely a hugger oh so. yeah absolutely and uh, and she's definitely helped along that oh yeah on that journey i've never um you know it's actually it's funny i, I, I had to work past a being scared of showing that affection mostly because when i hit this certain age it was probably like 13 14 try to be cool well i i've been more social i'd say than most Mm. of my siblings when it comes to to living i don't know maybe you Mm. can you can uh i've just i've been out and about more does that not not more than evan oh not more Uh, not more than evan i mean i mean at at your age evan was living away from home Okay. And all of his friends thought that he was 21 and he was only 17. <laughs> he had an apartment with a bunch of guys. He ended up moving back home after a year, year and a half, because he's like, I'm tired of being the only adult in the, yeah. in the apartment. Yeah, and I've heard a, I've heard a lot of those stories. Yeah. yeah, well, and so just in being social, especially right. younger, I started, uh, I, f- I felt myself um, getting kind of sucked into some of those those ideas you know, oh, it's, it's it's weird to show that affection, or it's weird to be to be to be loving, I guess, towards the family when that's really what it is. But uh, none of them say it like that. And and one day I decided I was like, you know what? I don't care what my friends think of me. It's like I do love my mom, I do love my sisters, and I'm gonna. Not only am I gonna show them the affection that I haven't been the past little bit, I'm going to show more affection than I ever have. I was like, so I'm, before I leave the house, before I go hang out with buddies, I'm going to go give my mom and all my sisters a kiss on the cheek, tell them I love them, and, I, and, then, and, then, and then I'll go. And I started with that, and, and <laughs> when I was like, I was 13, I think I turned 14, and for the first, like, six months, I was, I was super embarrassed of it, and all my sisters thought it was weird. weird. They would, like, run away from me. Because, I mean, like, hugs, <laughs> hugs, yeah, but, but, uh-huh. but when you want it, and you go give them a kiss on the cheek, you want to look at them and, like, very earnestly say that I you love, love, you. love yeah. them, right? But and when you haven't been doing that, it was really awkward. But you know the fantastic thing? What's that? After those six months, I know something like insane happened. It was it was amazing. Not only was it not weird anymore because I, I I had been doing it, mm-hmm. but every single um, like problem I've had or feud I've had with a sister, mm-hmm. every single one of them mm-hmm. dissolved. I have several sisters that. I've asked them about feuds that we've had for years in our childhood, completely forgotten. Uh, According I, to them, I've been an angel for the that, past while. Maybe that's why Ethany did what she did at church. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what it was. Because me and Ethany did not get along. And if you ask her now, she's like, oh, Simon was, was wonderful. I was like, you know, Ethany, I only started being really nice to you like the past two years. That's it. I was a jerk before. Well, listeners need to know is that we we went to church and my daughter got up in front of the congregation and says, I want to tell you about my brother because I have the best brother in the whole world. And what did she say? Something like, all you girls need to come and meet my brother. And and Simon just melted into the seat. He's like, what is going on? Definitely. (laughs) 
One of the more embarrassing. That was, that was so funny. You and me were conducting, remember? Oh my god! So I was you up were, on the stand. We were. No, yeah, so she did that. I was up on the stand. So everyone's looking at it. That's right. Everyone can see you. I was sitting there I and cringing while that. everybody was staring. I just remember you melting. Oh, we were sitting <laughs> at the very front. See, that shows you how old everyone. I am. I can't remember anything right. So. Yeah. And, I, and I love her, and she loves me, and. Uh, I guess what I did get some people to come and talk to me. Not not <laughs> girls, but I got I got a few extra oh, friends. Right. Decided to start teasing yeah. me about it, and that and that was. And, but that just comes to show what what happens when when you really start showing that affection. I don't know what it was, but just doing that, making that change. Um, I it wonder. Resol- how- it resolved so many issues. I wonder I how many girls, because we live in a really nice farming community, and I wonder how many, because we've got some really nice young men, and well, we've just got nice youth. Period in this mm-hmm. area, but I wonder how many of those young ladies out there could say something like that about their brothers. Because I mean, your circle of friends, I love your friends. Oh yeah. So, I mean, I, I always loved Evan's friends, and I love Nathan's friends. I said, but yours, oh my goodness. First of all, you brought home more kids and interact more, and I appreciate that. But also, your older brothers are more involved than we seem to be, and we've always been gatherers. You know, yeah. people want to come and be with our family and all that, but I wonder. I wonder if more young ladies... I mean, that was really bold what Ethany did. <laughs> it was. That was also kind of... Would you agree with me if I said that was kind of out of her character? Because well, she's kind of an introvert, isn't she? She is, which is why which it, is, it astounded me. Yeah. That's not, not just that she would do that, but that she would have the courage to do that. And that wasn't just one remark. She stood up she, there for a while That was a bragging about Five you. minutes and 40-something seconds. I remember... Uh-oh. I remember counting because I was like, "When is it going to end?" And uh, <laughs> well, then and then we've got the clock. We're looking right at the clock. Yeah, I was just sitting there wall. like, "Oh." Anyway, and, <laughs> and, and it was and it was it was it was remarkable. A well, miracle, some might say. Well, let me that. let me ask you this. I wanna I wanna end on this note. What, especially for those who listen to Kid Clan's podcast, what what would you say to either families or youth? I don't know, maybe young men. I don't know. Is there something that you would like to say to families or to encourage them in some way? I'd like to leave this this episode on a on a positive note, but I'd like you to do it, if you don't mind. To young men. Yeah. Because we are, I'm hoping you are still up for the suggestion of creating a section called Simon Says, because I know you've said you you really want to talk to the young men and be a voice out there, which is which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say? Do you want to say to young men? What would you say to them? Society as a whole cannot tell you who you are. It cannot make those decisions for you. Find the two feet that you are going to stand on and build a foundation that you can believe in. And everything else will just follow after. You just need to figure out who you are. Cool. Very cool. Thank you for spending the time with me. Absolutely. Sorry, my brain's all over the place. (laughs) That's right. It kind of started weird with those questions, but... I thought that would just be kind of fun. I was not prepared for that. It just got weird, and I realized, you Way know more what? difficult than I thought they would be. I think the younger kids, my grandkids, are a lot faster and smarter than both of us, actually. <laughs> yeah, probably. Probably. 
All right, thank you for listening to Kid Clans, the podcast. And I'd like to encourage you, and you know what? Simon would like to encourage you to come to kidclans.com and sign up for our weekly newsletter. And, uh, you know, you guys have got this. Life is still good. The world might not be, but life is still good, and families are still good, and you've got this. And we'll see you next time.